Welcome to Home of the Brave. I'm Scott Carrier. I found out this morning Joe Frank passed away yesterday. He produced the story I played in the last episode, Ascent to K2. Joe was a genius who pushed things about as far as they could go in radio drama and was ostracized by people in power because he scared them. When I first started producing stories back in the early 80s, I was poor and homeless in Washington, D.C., and Joe let me stay in his apartment when he was out of town. He was a friend who encouraged me and tried to teach me as much as he could about writing for radio. I owe him a lot, and he will be sorely missed. You can read about him and listen to his stories on joefrank.org. Anyway, I've been working on a new story, or rather a series of stories about the controversy over the new National Monument in southern Utah. At the end of his term in office, December 2016, President Obama created, at the request of five native tribes, the Bears Ears National Monument. It was the first national monument or park ever created to protect land sacred to Native Americans. And as Navajo Angelo Baca wrote in a New York Times opinion, it was a signal that the United States would finally listen and respond to indigenous people. But then, one year later, December 2017, President Trump flew to Salt Lake City, gave a speech in the Capitol Rotunda, and signed a proclamation shrinking the new monument by 85%, cutting it into two small, separate islands. In his speech, Trump said he was doing this for the people of Utah, that is, the Mormons, because they know and love the land the best. This must have come as a slap in the face to Native Americans. I know all of you feel blessed to be living among some of the most glorious natural wonders anywhere in the world. You cherish Utah's gleaming rivers and sweeping valleys. You take inspiration from its majestic peaks. And when you look upon its many winding canyons and glowing vistas, you marvel at the beauty of God's great creation. And that is why I'm here today. The families and communities of Utah know and love this land the best, and you know the best how to take care of your land. You know how to protect it. And you know best how to conserve this land for many, many generations to come. Your timeless bond with the outdoors should not be replaced with the whims of regulators thousands and thousands of miles away. They don't know your land, and truly, they don't care for your land like you do. This state has many natural treasures, but its greatest treasure by far is its people. And we will ensure the right of the people to live according to the faith in their hearts, which is why we will always protect your religious liberty. 
few years ago, before I started this podcast, I promised myself I'd never produce another story about the battle over public lands in southern Utah. It's been going on for about 60 years. I'd done a number of stories about it for radio and print, and I'd come to see it not so much as a battle over land as a bitter feud between rival gangs, ugly and mean-spirited, And in the end, it all comes out as long and expensive court cases where the people involved just end up hating each other all the more. So I wanted out. No more. But then Trump came to town and threw down the gauntlet. It was like he was throwing the ball deep downfield. And I realized I have to go after it because I have a responsibility to try to find out what's going on and why, or at least try. I've already done a few interviews and a lot of reading, history and background. It's a huge subject and it's going to take some time and considerable effort to find all the pieces and figure out how to put them together. My plan is to post an update every two weeks and tell the story as I go. Also, I've been feeling like I haven't been producing enough new stories, not really earning my keep. And this bothers me quite a bit because I live off your subscriptions and I don't want anybody feeling like they're not getting their money's worth. So if you feel like canceling your subscription, it's okay. I understand. But on the other hand, if you're interested in this subject, basically the transfer or sale of public lands for commercial development, I'd very much appreciate your continued support because it's how I pay the bills and keep working. Our website, homebrave.com, has buttons to push to subscribe, donate, or purchase one of our overpriced but very cool t-shirts, tote bags, and patches. Thank you very much for listening. Here's a short piece by Joe Frank, one of my favorites. I've been trying to keep busy. I go to concerts and art openings and the spontaneous coming together of flash mobs from online chat rooms. Last week, I attended a singles dinner for professionals over 40, given at a trendy restaurant in Brentwood. I've tried male bonding. I've beaten a drum in the woods with middle-aged, balding men and learned that I might be gay. Certainly, everyone else was. But this evening, I could barely summon the strength to come to the recording studio. And as soon as I got here, I wanted to go back home, undress, shower, go to bed and never come back. I can't stand this. Sometimes I think of killing myself. How would I do it? I don't know. Pills, a razor blade in a bathtub, a plastic bag over my head, leaping from a railroad platform, going to a stockyard, getting in line behind some cattle and having myself slaughtered. I think we were put here to suffer, but why? To gain wisdom? I don't believe suffering necessarily leads to wisdom. I think, in most cases, it just damages and crushes people. Evolution has not been kind to us. Moving toward a bigger and bigger brain has been an aberrant development. We think too much. We feel too much. Would that we were still pairs of ragged claws scuttling across the floors of silent seas. 
There must be an answer. There has to be something. We haven't been placed here by chance for no purpose whatsoever. I just can't believe that. There must be a reason why we're here. And yet, the universe is so vast, so immense, as to be beyond our ability to comprehend it. It's a mystery. And what is religious scripture but a way to come to grips with the imponderables of life? Stories written by ancient nomadic sheep-herding desert people, people who lived in tents, made war on each other with swords, shields, and clubs, who wrote their laws on stone tablets and then smashed them. How can we possibly relate to them? Not one of them ever made a phone call, complained about a table, misplaced a remote, joined a gym, waited anxiously for the results of a CAT scan. Not one of them was ever humiliated in a bar by a younger man, or ever had his date get out of a car at the end of the evening and say, well, that was strange. So how can any one of them understand our world? Not to mention the childish stories that represent the foundation upon which our entire civilization rests. A burning bush, a virgin birth, a woman created from a rib, a talking serpent, a blind man pulling down the pillars of a great temple, killing thousands, a man swallowed by a whale who escapes to tell the story, another man who lives 900 years and still can't pay off his daughter's wedding. Is that credible?